Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. knocking on the front door. Her invitation felt like a blank check. Go do the things that you want to do and I will take care of all the things at home. I had pumped enough milk to accept her invitation. I was then off in my minivan and it felt so odd not to have to be back at a certain time which was not the norm 
during maternity leave with twins. I could go at my own pace and do the things that I needed and wanted to do. And when I eventually came home, both babies were sleeping, the kitchen was clean, and it was only then that I walked into the laundry room to hang up my coat to see the piles of my underwear and my husband's underwear washed and folded in neat piles. Oh my goodness, she washed my underwear. I had only been a pastor for 18 months, which doesn't seem long enough to have a church member wash your underwear. <laughs> but she was not impacted by this task. She saw the need and she tackled it just like everything else. She knew what I needed even if I couldn't speak it myself. Just for that moment and that day, a pocket of organization and calm came into my life of chaos. I'm aware of the privilege to live and tell this story in light of the injustice and needs around every corner of this life right now. There are so many who need these words of Isaiah to land on their ears and soak in their bones. Mothers without babies to hold. Those with not enough clothes to even consider laundry. So many brokenhearted who need the pieces of their hearts bound together gently. Liberty proclaimed to the captives, prisoners released. Oh, the people who need to be told that they are favored and loved just as they are and that there is something more for them, a future ahead, because they can't envision it themselves. These words from Isaiah are ancient. The Israelites, after generations, are returning to Jerusalem, their beloved homeland. Everything in front of them has been destroyed. Their ancestors killed in the gruesome overtaking, or they died in exile. Jerusalem and its temple, the place that God always promised to be, is now in shambles, and they're trying to figure out who they are and how they start again. And it is a human voice that speaks what's on God's heart, the direction that God will go, and it's gorgeous imagery of tending to the hurt and the longing making justice known one small act at a time, rebuilding brick by brick. Did you hear the specifics? A garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit, rebuilding and living again will come, and it will come one gesture, one action at a time, and everyone has something to receive and something to contribute. Because God sees and notices. And what is so profound 
is that God does not take action exclusively. God's spirit that circled over the chaos to create this world, ex galaxies and creatures, now anoints humans to be the agents of this justice and the joy. God is entrusting the dusty and the lanky, the imperfect and the awkward to get after this future that is within God's sight. We feel paralyzed. We are paralyzed. Just read the paper, pick up your phone from the feed of the Middle East. The stress within your own system the needs of your neighbor, the unknown future, your own lack of confidence in the people around you. It's so tempting and satisfying to numb ourselves to the pain right outside the knock on the door because it is too much. How could we make a dent or change the course of direction? But God speaks into our malaise right in the middle of this poetic promise, not through a human this time, but directly from God. God says, for I, the Lord, love justice. God's vision for everyone is to have a place at the table, not only for justice, but also for joy. So in our paralysis, overwhelm and privilege, what is the thing you can do? What is the thing you will do? Wash and fold underwear. Send a text, offer forgiveness, show up at an encampment, trust in the future to what is next. Speak up, listen, truly listen. Sing your song, ring the bell. Nothing is off limits and be washed in what God is doing. This word of pure promise, the proclamation. The oil of gladness cannot be anointed, the garland cannot be threaded, the mantle of praise woven without God. God who cannot stay away, a God who will not give up on this obstinate world. These old, old words come to us as a new song in this season of Advent, as we wait for a savior to come, and a savior that will not be too far away or too divine to understand the human condition. God will come so rightly and unassuming that God will need to be held and fed by the ones that created him. So go with these words etched in your heart. There is a place at the table to be fed so your bones and your spirit know that all is not lost. This world is going somewhere and you are a part of it. Receive the gift and then give it away because it's God's justice and joy.